0: that music
1: say? Yes, sir, Amos, that music say, Good Health to All from Rexall, the stores with the orange and blue signs.
2: Yes, 10,000 independent Rexall druggists at the stores with the orange and blue sign bring you The Amos and Andy Show, written by Joe Conley and Bob Mosher, featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Corny Anderson, Mary Lansing, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Correll. Amos and Andy! <laughs>
0: How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I am Freeman Gosden. There's only a week and a half now till Christmas. And if you want to make your Christmas shopping budget go a whole lot further, just take your gift list to your Rexall drugstore. That's the best way I know to get more Christmas gifts for the money and better quality besides. Just drop in this week, and you'll see what I mean about the wonderful Christmas gift values at your friendly
3: Rexall drugstore.
2: In every family, there's always one rich relative that the family looks on as their ace in the hole. In the Kingfish and Sapphire's family, it's Kingfish's great-uncle Gregory. Well, years ago, they both agreed not to tap Uncle Gregory for small sums, but to save him for one big haul. (laughs) Today, when the Kingfish came home, Sapphire and her mother had some news about Uncle Gregory.
4: Oh, Josh, guess who we heard from today? Great Uncle Gregory.
0: Hmm, well, he heard from the old boy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is really loaded. Mm. Yeah, he's so rich that when they operated on him last year, they found out his gallstones was 14-carat gold.
5: <laughs> well, what did he make his money in, son-in-law? Uh,
0: raising hogs, Mama. Mm. Yeah, he was the first man that got the idea of reclaiming the mash from the breweries and using it for pig fodder.
4: He fed him the mash from the breweries?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember he wouldn't allow a drop of swill on the farm that wasn't 90 proof.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah, you could always tell an Uncle Gregory hog by the happy expression on their snoot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, George, we got wonderful news. Uncle Gregory's coming to New York.
0: Uncle Gregory, uh, he coming to New York?
4: Yes. He arrives here
0: tomorrow morning. Oh, me.
4: (laughs) Why, George, what's the matter with you? I thought this was what we've been waiting for. In all the years we've been married, we ain't never asked him for no money. Now, this'll be a great chance to make up for it. We always said he was our ace in the hole. Ain't you happy about him coming? Mm,
0: Yeah, I was overjoyed. Ha, 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 yeah. I... I
4: told you there's something wrong, Sapphire. Yes, George. There was something very strange in Uncle Gregory's telegram. Yeah, what was that? Well, he said he hoped his visit wouldn't interfere with your large practice. Now, what did he mean by that, baldy? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you ever practice is poo.
0: Well, Sapphire and Mama, look here, I-, I got a confession to make here. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. Great Uncle Gregory thinks that I, as a doctor...
4: You is a doctor.
0: Yeah, now, I ain't never told you this before, but i, I going to tell you the truth. You see, when I first married you uh, and we was living up here, I didn't have no money to support you huh? Well, but, George,
4: we had such a cute little apartment
0: in them days. Yeah, but what I done was the right Uncle Gregory that I was going to medical school and I needed money for tuition, you see. And he kept sending me the money every month. Oh, I tell you, honey, the, the first six months of our wedded bliss was... Through the courtesy of Uncle Gregory's happy hogs. That's how we got
4: Why, George, that's terrible. When he gets here and finds out you ain't no doctor, he'll never give us another cent.
0: Now, wait a minute. Now, don't get nervous. I'll think of something here.
4: Your big boob. Tell him you was a
5: doctor. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. Yeah!
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go ahead and laugh. Laugh at me while I was down. I tell you, Mama, you was the kind of a jolly old gal that would have called on General Custer's widow and told her bald-headed jokes. (laughs) Yeah, Brother and I tell you, I was so upset that I ain't been able to take my nap at the lodge hall this afternoon. I worried to death, boy.
1: Yeah, well, the thing I don't get, Kingfish, is how you could have told your Uncle Gregory you was a doctor in the first place.
0: Well, Andy, uh, you know, sending down phony letters to get money out of relatives
1: is a sound of an old racket of mine. And... Yeah, I know, <laughs> but ain't, uh, ain't it ever got you in trouble before?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it do, uh... Once in a while it sort of backfires on you, like five years ago when I was gonna be dispossessed. I read a letter to Aunt Julia out in California telling her Sapphire I'd done kicked the bucket and I needed funeral expenses. Well,
1: how did that backfire?
0: Well, I forgot that I wrote the first letter, then two years later I'd unwritten the Sapphire I was having a baby. Well, did you ever hear from her? No, but two months later, I got a long letter from the Medical Association.
1: <laughs> you know, I should have never written that letter to my Uncle Gregory, though. I I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Come to think of it, I've been in some pretty bad letter writing jams myself. Mm-hmm. I remember one winter, I preposed to three different gals I'd met through the Pen Pal Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had an early thought that spring, and they all got romantic and decided to come to New York at once. All at once, huh? Yeah, one was flying up from Texas, one was taking the plane from Chicago, and the other was coming up by boat from Cuba. Oh boy, I tell you, one afternoon there I had two in the air and one in quarantine. Smoke, Andy, what did you do? Well, when they got you, I got a break because they all stayed in different parts of town. I decided to make the best of the situation. Always a lover boy, huh? Oh yeah. I'd take a bus to Brooklyn and smooch with one. Then I'd grab a cab and beat it back here and smooch with another one. Then I'd hop the subway and beat it uptown to smooch with the third one. Yeah, that was something, Andy. I'll say. I tell you, if I hadn't have got car sick, I'd still be going strong. <laughs>
6: yeah,
1: well, i go tell you, Andy, I ain't a spot. I got to
0: find some way out of this mess, because...
1: My Uncle Gregory gets in town in the morning, you know. Yeah, and there ain't no way you can fool him that you was a doctor, neither. Because them doctors has got big offices with equipment and them expensive X-ray cameras and stuff. Yeah, hey, Andy,
0: with the shape of my bank account, I, I'd be lucky to come up with a white coat and a brownie. Yeah. Yeah. Say, wait a minute, though, Andy. Look here. I think I got an idea here. I could tell my uncle that I was a psychiatrist. You don't need no equipment to be a psychiatrist. You don't, huh? No, all you need is a couch and a business card to save
5: $50 an hour on it. That's all. You...
4: George Stevens, you mean to say you're going to try to convince Uncle Gregory that you is a doctor?
0: Yeah, that's right. It ain't going to be no trouble, neither. i going to tell the old boy that i is a psychiatrist.
5: You a psychiatrist? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What do you know about being a psychiatrist, you phony?
0: Well, wait a minute, sir. I've been living with you and Sapphire for 18 years. And if that ain't training grounds for the mental ward, I ain't never seen...
4: George, you're just going to get in trouble trying something like this.
0: Well, don't worry about me now. When I get finished with Uncle Gregory, he going to be... Wait a minute, I'll get it. Uh, Hello? Oh, hello, Uncle Gregory. Oh, you got in town, huh? It's Uncle Greg. He in town? Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry I didn't get down to the station to extend to you and your money the courtesy of the city. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you, too, Uncle. Yeah, why don't you come and see my doctor's office tomorrow? Uh, uh... uh what's that? You can't wait to see what? Oh, damn. Yeah, well, uh... I'll call you the first thing in the morning, Uncle. Yeah, all right. Goodbye.
4: Oh, me. George, what's the matter? What did Uncle Gregory say?
0: Uncle Gregory thinks that I as a pediatrician. <laughs> I was looking forward to coming to my office and seeing all my cute little baby patients. I don't forgot that years ago I told him I was a baby doctor.
4: What you gonna do now, George? I don't know.
0: I was a pretty smart fellow, Sapphire, but I don't know if I can produce a room full of babies by 8 o'clock tomorrow morning.
3: Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist, one of the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell Rexall drug products. One of the most versatile of our many guaranteed Rexall products is MI-31, Rexall's multi-purpose antiseptic. MI-31 is a refreshing mouthwash, an effective breath deodorant, and gargle. In addition to all that, MI-31 is useful as a first-aid dressing, an all-round antiseptic. So you see, MI-31 is indeed a product of many purposes. Yet you get a full pint of this guaranteed Rexall antiseptic, at the same price as other brands of smaller quantity. So be sure to ask for it by name, Rexall MI31. At Rexall Drugstores? Everywhere.
0: Oh me, my great uncle Gregory thinks I had a pediatrician. I at the end of my rope. The only thing left is to go in here and see if Calhoun got any idea. Well, how are you there, Calhoun?
5: How are you, Kingfish?
0: Uh, Calhoun, holy smokes, Calhoun. What is you doing with that
5: shotgun laying across your desk there? Well, this, this is Exhibit A in a law case I'm handling. Sure enough. Yeah, the state has the nerve to claim that my client done shot his mother-in-law with this yet double barrel shotgun. Huh. But my brilliant defense is that this gun is so old and water-soaked that it couldn't possibly have been fired. Yeah, well, how are you going to prove that the gun was that water-soaked? By a dramatic legal maneuver. When I get in court, I'm going to pick up the shotgun like this. I'm going to point it at the ceiling and pull both triggers like this. (laughs) Yeah. Guess I'll have to take it home and soak it in the bathtub some
6: more.
5: Well, Calhoun and
0: I are kind of a jam here. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, yeah. my rich Uncle Gregory is in town, yeah. and he thinks that i is a pediatrician. Uh-huh. Now, unless I can prove to
5: him that I'm a baby doctor, i in trouble. That's what it is. Yeah, too bad you didn't tell the old boy you was a veterinarian. <laughs> hey, I, I'd have loaned you my cock of spaniel. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I wish that was some way out of this mess, here. yeah? Uncle Gregory ain't
5: never going to forgive me if he find out I done lied to him, you see? Well, now, wait a minute, Chair. Let's put our heads together and see if we can come up with something, Dr. Stevens. Yeah. You talking like you got an angle there, son. What you got on your mind there? Come up with something. Now, I was just thinking. You know the landlord over at Andy's rooming house? Yeah, I know him well. Well, him and his wife has got a year-old baby. Yeah, I know that. And Andy babysits for him. Yeah. And he told me that they was going to the movies tonight, and they're gonna be minding the baby. Does you follow me?
0: <laughs> if we was any closer, we'd be waltzing. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: hey, Kingfish, there is your ready-made patient. Tonight, you takes your uncle along on a house call. Yeah, and Andy can be the poor baby's papa Mm-hmm
0: Yeah, I'll get over and tell Andy right now Calhoun, you has got a brilliant mind Oh,
5: man,
6: yeah
5: <laughs> <laughs> i tell you, Kingfish Yeah, uh, 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 uh yes, yes, Excuse me, Kingfish Hello What? Uh-huh You don't say so Well, I'm sorry It won't happen again Thank you. Now, who was that, Calhoun? The fella uh, in the upstairs apartment over my office here. He was sitting in his living room when that shotgun went off. Uh, anybody hurt? Well, not exactly. He said he was sitting watching television, the gun went off, and the next thing he knew, Arthur Godfrey was sitting there playing a the ukulele without no head. <laughs>
7: Well, Uncle Gregory, I'm certainly glad that you come to New York. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you, George. You know, it's going to be very interesting going out on this house call. Oh, yeah, you. here's the department house right here, Uncle Gregory. Well, uh, tell me, George, uh, what's usually wrong with these little babies when they call you in? Oh, well, it's the usual same children diseases. Teething, chickenpox,
0: lumbago, gallstones, and all <laughs> Not going to do here. Uh, the father of the child here was pretty excited when he called me, but that's the way they all act, you know. Uh, hello, Mr. Brown. How is Dr. Stevens? Oh, yeah. The pity electrician. Yeah.
6: Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank goodness you is here,
0: Doctor. Yeah, well,
1: now, let's be calm. Let's see what the trouble is, Mr. Brown. Oh, my poor baby, been crying all evening. I didn't know what to do, Doctor. Yeah, well,
0: I was here now, and by the way, Mr. Brown, I hope you don't mind, but I brung my uncle along on this call. He wants to see how I work. Oh, sure, sure, the more the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> now, about the baby, Mr. Brown, before I examine him, I'd like to ask a few questions.
1: Yeah. Tell me, has the baby been sick much? Oh, uh, now and then, uh, nothing serious. I see. Uh, has he ever had rickets? No, not since we sprayed him. <laughs> That'll get rid of him, all right. Yeah. Well, perhaps i uh, better look at the kid, Mr. Brown. Yeah, well, right this way. Oh, he'd been crying all evening, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. There he is, right in the crib over oh, there.
0: Yeah, this is a little more serious than I thought.
1: Them is the floppiest ears I'd ever seen on a baby in my life. Uh, hey, Doctor, no, no. The baby is on the far side of the crib. You was looking at the teddy bear.
0: Oh.
7: Yeah, the baby was a
1: little fuzzy there. <laughs> George, just look at that darling little baby there. Uh, doctor, help my baby, will you? you got to do something to stop his crying.
7: <laughs> Why, that's strange. Uh, you said the baby'd been crying. Why, look,
1: it's laughing. There, yeah, he's hysterical, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, just what it must be, all right, because the little darling is sick as a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's putting up a brave front, ain't he? Uh, maybe you better start examining him, doctor. Oh uh, yeah,
0: I'll start examining his stomach and chest first. Here. <laughs> mm. Just look at that baby.
7: Isn't he sweet?
0: Well, it's lucky, Miss Brown, you called me in. This baby is really sick.
6: <laughs>
1: uh, little does he know what pain he's in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, he's miserable, all right. i
6: miserable.
1: Laughing convulsions, that's what it you. Well, doctor, tell me this. is the baby got any fever?
0: Well, I'll find out right now. I'll put this thermometer under his tongue. Yeah. There, there, baby, open your mouth wider. Let me put this thermometer in there. Hey, George, he might swallow it. Oh, that's all right. I got another one at the office. <laughs> wide there. Yeah, now, clamp his head together there, Papa. So he can't spit the thing out there. I got him, I got him. Do-do-do-do. Got to give the mercury a chance to murk around, you <laughs> uh, see. Well, that's been in long enough. Uh, let me see here. Well, 98 and 6 tenths. And he's been in the shade, too.
6: Right, George,
0: that's normal. Well, it's normal if you was Fahrenheit, but I was figuring centipede, uh... <laughs> This baby ain't well at all, you know. (laughs) Oh, what do you think we ought to do, Doctor? Well, we'll just have to watch him. In the meantime, I'll give you a prescription to stop him from laughing.
7: (laughs) Uh, see, George, I just remembered that I have an appointment, so I'll have to be running along. Okay, Uncle Gregory, uh, maybe it's
0: best, because I think the case is contagious anyway. And uh, now, Miss Brown, uh, I think I'll try
1: a shot of streptomycin. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind a snort myself, but ain't it... What's that? Uh, well, you'll have to excuse the papa,
0: Uncle Gregory. Uh, He's a little upset uh, with all the viruses floating around. Uh, He's what's known in the medical circles as uh, germ jolly.
7: <laughs> well, well, that's too bad. But, George, uh, before I go, I'd like to see you a moment. Yeah, Excuse me, Mr. Brown. Yes, uh, uh, what is it, Uncle, old dear? Well, George, I just can't get over how well you're doing. From what you tell me, you must have a wonderful practice. Oh, yes, yes. I guess I wanted the top men in the city busy all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful, George. No. You know, when I came up here, I thought you might be in bad financial straits. And I was going to settle a nice sum of money on you. But <laughs> since you're doing so well in your profession, I see you don't need it.
0: Yeah, but, 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 but Uncle...
7: But, well, oh, I understand, George. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.
1: Oh, me. Uh, Say, Kingfish, uh, how'd it go?
7: Ander, the thing done backfired on me. Uncle Gregory
0: was going to settle a large sum on me, but now he thinks I am such a successful doctor, he done changed his mind.
1: Oh, that's a shame, Kingfish. What you going to do? I don't know, Andrew, but it's a good thing I ain't a
0: doctor, because if I knew any Latin, I'd go down to the drugstore and write myself out a fatal prescription. That's what (laughs) I...
8: With all these remedies for acid indigestion, how's a customer to know which one to buy?
2: That's an important question, and the answer is simple. Get the time tested Rexol antacid, Bismorex.
8: Bismarex? That sounds familiar.
2: And it should, because Bismorex is known to thousands for dependable relief from acid indigestion relief that's both fast and prolonged. The ingredients of Bismorex are compounded to work in a continuous relay. First, excess stomach acidity is neutralized quickly often in less than one minute. Then, for prolonged relief, other bismorex ingredients dissolve more slowly to ease gastric distress, soothe and protect irritated stomach membranes.
8: That's exactly what I want, a dependable remedy for acid-upset stomach, a relief that's both fast and prolonged.
2: Now, then be sure to ask for bismorex by name, because this formula is a Rexall exclusive.
8: How do you spell bismorex?
2: B-I-S-M-A hyphen R-E-X. Bismarix, at Rexall Drug Stores everywhere. The stores with the orange and blue sign.
1: What is this, Kingfish? You say that even though Uncle Gregory think you was a successful doctor, you got a way to make him think you was broke.
0: Yes, Andy. Uh, I'm going to convince the old buzzer that with high taxes and the high cost of medical equipment, that I was on the verge of bankruptcy. Well, what you want me to do? Well, Andy, you know that store across the street from the large hall? That's still vacant, is it?
1: Yeah, they ain't been able to rent that thing since the tailor moved out six years ago.
0: Well, Andy, look here. I'm going over and get Uncle now, and I want you to get a hold of Brother Jackson, the sign painter, and have him paint a sign, George Stevens, pediatrician. Put that on the door of that empty store.
1: Okay, I'll get him. But wait a minute. He ain't too bright, Kingfish. How you spell pediatrician?
0: Oh, how you spell it? Uh, P-E-R... I mean, uh, P-E-D... P... 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 Just have right, George Stevens' baby doctor. I'll see you later.
7: Uh, You know, George, it's very nice of you to take time off from your practice to show me your office. I suppose it has all the latest equipment. Oh, yes, Uncle Gregory. I got all the latest
0: medical equipment, X-ray machine, operating table, sterilizer, steam table, couple of nurses... Cardiograph, liver kidneygraph kidney graph, I got all... <laughs>
6: yeah,
0: boy, oh, uh, here we is now. Here's the door to my office right here. Let me
7: open it up here. Now, there you is. Walk right in. Let me switch on the lights here. All right, George, there's nothing here but a large empty room. Oh, me. I was afraid this was going to happen. While I was out preforming forming uh,
0: Apple me on a man's liver this afternoon. Why,
6: <laughs> the
0: doctor's loan and credit company has done repossessed all my equipment. Oh, me. Why, George, you said you had
7: two nurses here. What happened to them? Well, I owed quite a bit of money. I guess they done repossessed them, too. <laughs> but I thought you were doing so well. What happened?
0: Well, the same thing that happened to all doctors. Because the cost of medical equipment is so high that they is all on the verge of bankruptcy. George, this is hard to believe. Oh, it's terrible. I had an operation to perform the other day, and I needed a scalpel to do the job, but I couldn't afford it. I finally wound it up by taking out the man's appendix with a putty knife. <laughs> I couldn't even buy no ether. I had to hit him on the
7: head with a cocaine
6: knife. <laughs>
0: Boy, the
7: high cost of living really got to the medical profession. Now you mean the high cost of living is actually putting doctors out of business? Oh, yeah. All of my medical friends have been forced to take up a sideline
0: oh, right down the street. One of the greatest specialists in the country. On, the do- on his door, it says, uh, Dr. Cartwright, I air nose, throat, and fresh eggs. Is that what it says?
7: <laughs> well, uh, George, isn't there anything you can do to stay in business? Oh, no, no, I've been economizing all I can. I even
0: try to save on x-ray film. I always waited till I got three, four sick patients, then I took a group picture. You, see?
6: <laughs>
7: you know, it's almost unbelievable that a thing like this could happen to successful doctors.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, tough time, all right. We had a brain surgeon next door that had to go to business. Poor fellow couldn't even afford catgut to sew up his patient. Oh, uh, dear me. Why, on his last brain operation, the doctor had to sew up the poor fellow's head with violin string. <laughs> sure made for some nasty complications, too. Uh, complications? Yeah, every
7: time the patient combs his hair, it sounds like Yasha Heifetz tooted up.
6: Well, George,
7: I'm certainly not going to stand by and see a fine doctor like you give up his practice. I'm going to do something about it. You wills, Uncle. George, I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to take your financial worries off your shoulders. You really mean that, Uncle? Yes. I'm going down to the bank right now and draw out the money. Oh, Uncle, dear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Amos, the Kingfish's Uncle Gregory say he gonna take the financial worries off the Kingfish's shoulders.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that'll help out the Kingfish, all right.
1: Oh, yeah, Uncle Gregory went down to the bank, and he gonna meet the Kingfish up at his apartment.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a shame, though, that he had to fool the poor old man, saying he's a doctor.
1: Well, the old fella really fell for the story, though, hook, line, and sinker.
0: Yeah, I guess the Kingfish's uncle is a pretty sentimental old fella, ain't he?
1: Sure is. But the Kingfish say that he liked to see sentiment expressed in one of two ways cash or a certified check.
0: Yeah, I know it. Yes, yeah, Sapphire, I done convinced Uncle Gregory that I is a doctor and he is gonna come through with some big money for us right away.
4: Oh, that's wonderful, George.
0: Oh, yeah, I fooled him with the idea. Well, wait a minute, I'll get it. That must be Uncle Gregory from the bank now. Uh-huh. Fix his rest. Well, well, hello, Uncle Gregory. Why, hello, George. Hello, Sapphire.
4: Oh,
0: come in. Well, Uncle Gregory, dear, I guess you already took care of that little matter that we was talking about. <laughs>
7: yes, George, I did. Ah, uh, you won't have to worry about finances for a long time. I made arrangements to help you to the tune of $5,000. Oh, that is wonderful, Uncle Gregory. Yes, I saw the superintendent of that building across from the lodge hall, and I paid the rent on that empty office for the next five years. Oh, no, Uncle (laughs) Gregory!
2: This is Harlow Wilcox with a tip for men and women who have too much waistline and not enough willpower. The surest way in the world to lose weight is the Ann Delafield Reducing Plan. This three-way plan gives you appetite-reducing wafers, a big menu and reducing book, plus important vitamins for dietary protection while you lose up to five pounds a week. And you don't count calories. You don't over-exercise. You do reduce with the Ann Delafield Reducing Plan. So, if your doctor says your excess weight is not organically caused, ask for the Ann Delafield Reducing Plan for women or the plan for men, exclusively at Rexall drugstores. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, rely on your Rexall family druggist. And when you visit him, would you be kind
0: enough to say that Amos and Andy sent you? Thank you, and good night.
1: See you next Sunday.
8: If you want to get more for your money...
2: Christmas shop at your Rexall drugstore.
8: You'll find more ideas for better gifts at lower prices.
2: So, if you want to get more for your money...
8: Christmas shop at your Rexall drugstore.
2: Be sure to be with us at the same time next Sunday when your Rexall druggist will again present The Amos and Andy Show, directed by Cliff Howell. Stay tuned for the Bing Crosby program, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network.